When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Thursday, November 2nd. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Thursday, fellas. What Happy up? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Hump Day. Yeah. Thursday, Thursday. The day after Hump Day. Yeah. Well, I think we finally. That must after- be why I'm so tired today. <laughs> I think we finally today have uh, have Woody back on Louisiana soil, which Hopefully. welcome back. Welcome back home. You yeah, know, pretty. we um, we haven't mentioned yet the uh, death of Matthew Perry last yeah. weekend. And, uh, you know, Friends is such a an institution of anybody, you know, for anybody growing up in the 90s. It was. Uh, you know, one of the last pieces of appointment viewing in television. I mean, it was one of these shows that consistently got 25 million plus uh, viewers to the to the show. I mean, nothing like that happens anymore. I mean, there aren't really any shows other than football that get north of five million uh, viewers, and so it uh, uh, it was an institution and just sad. Fifty four years old i think he was 54 right? yeah. um and i didn't realize that his uh that his stepdad um is uh, uh keith morrison from dateline i don't mm. know if you guys uh knew that yeah. i, I, I did not that. i did not know that and uh, uh you know it's just a, a it, it's a horrible tale about uh, success and sometimes the stress that comes with success and the the addiction that uh, that he had to pills, uh, obviously alcohol as well. But uh, part of the story is that he went through three years of filming Friends that he has no recollection of. He doesn't remember anything over a three year period of filming that show. That's yeah, unbelievable. That's crazy. Every Thursday night. Um I used to get a 12 pack of beer and we'd watch friends and, and drink that before we went out. So Same I, I saw every, every episode of it. No, yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was great. And it was, let's face it, something that never, ever again, will anyone create for television, a show like that. All right. And we're going to California and a 23, 23- 23-year-old man will spend a minimum of 25 years behind bars for killing his girlfriend with an ice axe in a garage. Ice axe. Then touching her body sexually after she died. 
nice. a judge sentenced Daniel Gunnarsson to 25 to life, which we'll get into this after. That's shocking enough. With an additional two years and four months for the death of Catherine Fan. <laughs> Uh, Gunnarsson was found guilty of first-degree murder with the use of a deadly weapon and abuse of a corpse. On May 18th, 2021, police responded to a 911 call and found Pham with trauma to her body. Officials pronounced uh, her deceased at the scene and consequently arrested Gunnarsson in connection with her death. Pham and Gunnarsson were in a relationship for about a month prior to the killing. On May 17th, 2021, Gunnarsson reportedly displayed some animosity towards Pham and expressed what his friends believed to be suicidal behavior. He reportedly went to his stepfather's house on May 18th, 2021 and spoke about his failing relationship with Pham. He called her and apologized, then picked her up at her apartment and drove her back to his stepfather's home. When they got to the house, Pham and Gunnarsson went into the RV garage. Painters working at the stepfather's house heard Pham screaming and what sounded like shuffling of items. The painters went into the garage about an hour later and discovered Gunnison with blood all over his body and Pham deceased on top of a mattress topper. Pham was partially naked with her chest and midsection exposed. The painters went to the stepfather for help and called 911. Investigators determined Gunnarsson put on gloves, then attacked Pham with a 24-inch ice axe 10 times, hitting her in the head, neck, and face. After she died, Gunnarsson repositioned Pham and proceeded to touch her remains in a sexual manner. The day before the murder, Gunnarsson reportedly reversed his car into a wall outside Pham's apartment building multiple times. He was... uh, Purportedly angry, she did not reciprocate his feelings. Gunnarsson underwent two competency exams prior to his trial, and in June, he was deemed competent to stand trial. Now, my issue with this, obviously, the entire thing is disgusting, um, but my my issue with this is he got 25 to life for first-degree murder. Crazy. Now, where in the state of Louisiana, where we record first degree murder is automatic life. Well, it's right. First of all, it's up for the death penalty. And if they choose not to go to the death penalty, then yeah, it's automatic life. So this guy in 25 years has a legitimate shot at getting out of jail. Yep. It's, I don't understand. It's called that. California. Wow. Well, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy ice ice axe, yeah. Ice axe. What do you need an ice axe for in California? Where in where in California were they? Uh, it. Uh, I don't know if it. I have the city here, Mike. It doesn't matter. It is. They were. They apparently found a glacier somewhere in California that no one else on Earth is aware of. I don't know what the freaking ice axe is for. I don't know. but That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. Ex- excellent question. But let me take you back to California again on this story. And I always love me a little bit of prison justice in the Cali- California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. I guess it, they renamed it. Um, this week identified inmate Jason Budrow as the suspect in the August 23rd attack on Paul Flores, the man convicted of murdering Kristen Smart. I think everybody remembers that story. 
It had taken police 25 years to bring Flores to justice for the high-profile murder of Smart. Budrow was serving life without parole for fatally strangling his girlfriend in 2010. In a jailhouse interview that year, he described himself as a Satanist and swore a 666 tattoo above his right eye. In 2021, Budrow strangled his new cellmate, serial killer Roger Reese Keeby, who was known as the I-5 Strangler in the 1970s and 1980s. The killing of Keeby earned Budrow another consecutive life sentence. An autopsy revealed that Budrow strangled 81-year-old Keeby in their cell. Budrow wrote a letter to a local paper following the killing, stating that he killed Keeby on the, on the day they became cellmates, though he had planned the murder for months after he saw a TV special about him and had sought out to share a cell so he could murder his ass. Budrow wrote that although he wanted a single cell, he was on a mission for avenging Kibi's victims. Budrow told the newspaper that he had carved a crude inverted pentagram into Kibi's body. He was Ouch. put in the Right, he was put in admin seg, a single person cell, like he wanted, and then they transferred him to Pleasant Valley. In light of Budrow's history, it's surprising that he would be put anywhere near a prisoner like Flores. The department has declined to share information about how Budrow was able to get to Flores or whether they were <laughs> investigating how the attack happened on the agency's watch. California Department of Corrections is limited in the amount of information it can provide on incarcerated people's housings for safety and security reasons. Budrow <laughs> was placed in restricted housing there, which under state law is reserved for prisoners who may pose a risk to others or themselves. Um, the state would not say whether Flores was also in a restricted housing at the time of the attack, which occurs somewhere between the record yard and the medical clinic. Authorities also haven't disclosed a possible motive. Well, we self-explanatory with the student's history. But Flores was hospitalized in serious condition for two days before he was returned to prison. And after the attack, Budrow was found near the scene with some sort of prison-made weapon and surrendered to prison staff. Prison officials have recommended that prosecutors charge Budrow in the attack on Flores, right? So, um there you have it. Prison justice at his finest. Well, I yep. can't believe he didn't he didn't kill him. Um, well, he get, I think he should get, should get an award. Well, I can tell you any of these high profile uh, convicts, inmates, they, they're not going to last long in prison once they get in general population. When, right. I mean, you make a name. That's how you make a name for yourself there. Right. The ones kill that someone that just right. Well right. And then nobody else is going to mess with you. But uh yeah, I don't think this guy was doing it because he was scared. He he just wanted to kill some other killers. Um, make a name. Make yeah. a name. Uh, well, he made it. So. Yep. Well, and and the the first way he made is he made uh, his name was that uh, was that first uh, murder of that because uh, that guy strangled a bunch of women in the seventies and and eighties. Yeah. The uh, Kibby, yeah, whatever, uh, yeah, yeah, right. whatever his name was. So. It doesn't sound like that could, well, I guess it could happen accidentally, but it sounds sort of fishy. Like, you know, maybe they wanted uh, to see this guy get a get a shot, give mm. Boudreaux a chance I, at the guy. I don't think, maybe I don't think I don't think they really cared uh, about Boudreaux yeah, or or Flores. 
Flores, yeah. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition, the true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Wow. Okay, let's go down under. Jim, you got your accent ready for me? Hello there. Good okay. night, Mike. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. You've even got the regional dialect for where we're going. Uh, two heroic cops have been awarded after saving a man from certain death 
after he became trapped in a mountain of grain in an outback Queensland silo. Wow. Hmm. Dramatic video of the incident shows the officers, paramedics, and residents furiously digging and working together to save the man named John. Can you get some more shovels, mate? Oh, I got to do that better. Boom. <laughs> Can you get some more shovels, mate? We need the ability to protect his, his breathing. <laughs> Jesus. I, you know, I did this for my wife, and it, was, it wasn't bad. I just can't. I get stage fright doing my Australian or British voices. I don't know why. Sergeant Wiley Steele could be heard yelling as he attempted to keep the man's head above the surface. So this guy had an entire silo of grain collapse on him. And you can, I mean, his entire body other than his head is below grain level and they are working like crazy to just keep his head above and at an angle where he can breathe. Uh, Sergeant Steele and Senior Constable Callum Moriarty were this week awarded for their efforts to save this man's life. They were honored at the QBank Everyday Hero Awards in Brisbane. They won the Working Together Award and for their efforts to free the man. After the 78-year-old man became trapped in the silo, they used a piece of pipe to allow the man who was buried up to his chin to breathe while they worked on the rescue. Video showed rescuers who raced from around the local community to pitch in, cutting a hole in the side of the silo, sending the contents spilling out, and eventually allowing John to be freed. I am very grateful for what we were able to do in a small town, especially being able to spend some time making connections with the community, Senior Constable Moriarty said. The local mine shut down. People came down the road in tractors and others shut their businesses that day to come and help us. Just to be able to walk down the street and still talk to John and see how he's doing. That's what it's all about. So we got some heroes. Hero cops. Yeah. In Brisbane. Yeah, no heroes. doubt. And look, that's that's a serious situation. And we have a lot of factories where we record out of and plants and those sort of things. And even when you're building these plants, yeah, they employ people known as hole watches. Mm-hmm. And that's basically that's right. all they do is they sit right. and they look in that hole that you're in and they make sure you're not in any sort of distress. Distress or and, and still breathing job in the world. out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well this this story reminded me of our discussion a week or so ago about the movie Witness where uh, would, would he have some friends over there? Yeah. <laughs> Woody's Sorry. running a kennel in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm, um, yeah. I'm leaving that in. Uh, this was, uh, this was where uh, we had to go to Mr. Skin to validate that we did indeed see Kelly McGillis's uh, boobs in that, uh, in that movie. <laughs> but one of the bad guys in that movie dies when, uh, when John Book gets uh, releases a lever, and uh, I don't know if it was what kind of grain it was, but buries him in in grain like this guy was uh, was buried in almost way. It was not a pleasant way to go. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's very very dangerous stuff. So, shout out to those guys. Now, y'all remember I brought you a story, uh, uh, maybe a month and a half ago, about a guy who was stealing luxury cars and he actually went in a museum and and stole luxury cars and and all of that yeah uh i got a similar story but a, a different manner in which this guy was stealing 
luxury cars. So a California man has been arrested and charged with 18 felonies in a million-dollar theft scheme involving luxury cars. Officials identified the suspect as 25-year-old Kendall Clark, who was arrested in San Diego. Clark's felony charges include embezzlement and car theft. Last month, the owners of the stolen vehicles filed complaints with the Riverside Auto Theft Interdiction Detail, known as RAID. And that tells you they must have a lot of auto thefts there if they've got a whole detail dedicated to it. Uh, In the investigation, authorities allege that Clark filled out paperwork to rent cars. Okay, he's going to rent these luxury cars. He paid for a one-week rental. He goes, he picks them up from from the owner and never returned the cars when the owners reported them stolen. They were informed the vehicle was no longer in their name. So instead, the vehicles were located at car dealerships nationwide. Mm. Investigators say that he was, uh, the titles had been forged, which is known as washing the titles. Uh, and it indicates obviously a change of ownership. Overall officials say the total values of the cars are over $1 million. Some of the vehicles included a 2022 Chevrolet Corvette, a 2015 Lamborghini and a 2021 Porsche Cayenne. Uh, Clark pleaded not guilty to the charges and is being held on a $250,000 bail. So, this cat was renting the cars for a week and just never bringing them back, changing the titles, and then trading them in. How about was, he, was he renting them on some kind of service? Because you said like renting I mean, from there, individuals. Well, you know, it didn't specify a service. I mean, I do know there are some luxury yeah. car services out there that serve as like third parties. So, if you know, Mike, you've got a lot of luxury cars. If if right. I wanted to rent one of those, I would, and, and you had a broker, this broker would broker this deal between me and you. So he may have been going through a broker um, in order to get the vehicles. But at the end of the day, the broker is not going to accept responsibility. He may have some sort of clause in that contract that says, you know, all I'm doing is, is being a middleman. I'm not responsible if your car gets stolen. So yeah, I don't know, but I, I, it sounded like it was like an Airbnb for for cars. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> that's what I'm I'm thinking. Something could be. It didn't least, really specify, but at least he stole you know. good shit and wouldn't like the girl yeah. with the key for the strip club, Pinto. right? Yeah, yeah. say. So, yeah, no, I want to see if that uh, if that twenty one Cayenne is still available. Um, yeah, you know when it, be, my first vehicle I ever had was a. 1978 Chevrolet Chevette, and it didn't have any paint on it. You had a and vet? I, paid, uh, I had a vet. That's what I would tell people. They said, what do you drive? I'm like a vet. <laughs> vet. Uh, a vet. And I wasn't lying. It was just a Chevette and a not a Chevette. Corvette. But uh, if you remember those vehicles, they were very, very small. We called it the clown car because we right. would pile nine of us in it in high school. And, uh, and you know, they're hanging out the windows. But Hey, I paid three hundred bucks for it, and it started with a spin. <laughs> what can you ask for? It? I had a buddy. I, I had a good <laughs> high school buddy, Brian Sweezy, who who had a vet as well, and there was no uh, less comfortable car on the planet to ride in the back of. And when you hit a bump <laughs> in that oh, thing, God. yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. Even in the front, it was bad. So 
Anyway. Yeah. Jim was a vet. Jim's stealing those. Jim's first car was a vet. That's it. All right, y'all. I'm going to take you out to Maine, where where the horrible tragedy happened last week. And the Maine National Guard asked local police to check on Robert Card, the reservist who killed 18 people. The request came from a soldier who was concerned Card would snap and commit a mass shooting. Sheriff's officers responded and tried to contact Card on September 16th. And the 40-year-old went on two shooting rampages in Lewiston, Maine, on Wednesday night, killing 18 people at just in time recreation and at the, um, the bar and grill. The initial panic was followed by 48 hours of fear and lockdown before he was found on Friday night, dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. And the report from CNN raises serious questions about the lack of follow through to make sure the man was not a danger, despite serious warning signs that were known by authorities and are now coming out in detail. Maine has what's known as a yellow flag law that can be used to assess an individual with access to weapons. The first step for law is for law enforcement to take someone believed to be dangerous into custody and then have them evaluated. After a diagnosis, a judge can approve an order to temporarily remove firearms. In nearly three months before Wednesday shootings, cards tried to buy a firearm silencer from Coastal Defense Firearms in Auburn, Maine, but the owner of the store, Rick LaChapelle, refused to let Card complete the purchase after he disclosed on the form that he had mental health issues. Soon after Card was identified as a suspect, his mental health struggles were also reported. Card spent 14 days at a psychiatric hospital in July, and the hospital stay was prompted after he had trouble with other soldiers in New York State in July. The National Guard told the sheriff's office that Card had begun hearing insulting voices in the spring, and they had only gotten worse. On July 15th, near West Point, he and other soldiers had gone to a convenience store to get some beer. In the parking lot, Card accused three of them of calling him a pedophile. One of the soldiers who had been friends with him for a long time was there, and Card got in his face, shoved him, and told him to stop calling him a pedophile. The law enforcement source said they calmed their comrade down, got back to the motel where he locked himself in the room and would not respond. Following his erratic behavior, his friends took Card to a base hospital where a psychologist determined he needed further treatment, which led to the 14-day stay. After his release, there was another incident that led the Maine National Guard calling for a well-being check. The man and a friend who was a soldier were driving from a casino when he started talking about people calling him a pedophile, the National Guards said. When his friend told him to knock it off because he was going to get in trouble talking about shooting up places and the people, he punched him. According to the friend, he said he was he has guns and is going to shoot up the drill center at Sacco and other places. And the friend is concerned that he is going to snap and commit a mass shooting. Threats of the National Guard facility in Sacco led to some extra patrols, but Card never showed up. And in September, the Sheriff's Office responded to a health and welfare check requested by Sergeant First Class Robert Card's unit out of an abundance of caution after the unit became concerned for his safety. Investigators said the shooter already had the high-powered Ruger SFAR rifle, later used in the killings, and by then having bought it and a Beretta 92F 
9mm semi-automatic pistol in July. Card's brother told police the family could secure the weapons, and when sheriff's officers were deployed to his home on September 16th, they did not make contact with the shooter, but soon learned of his mental health problems and his guns. Card would not answer the door, so officers started to make calls to those who knew him. The unit commander told one officer that the man no longer had any guard weapons and arrangements had been made with his brothers who had retrieved his personal firearms. The commander also reportedly told the officer that he had thought it best to let the man have time to himself. The following day, the officer spoke with the shooter's brother who warned him that the man would likely be armed if he did answer the door. I was later contacted by the brother. He told me that between him and his father, they would work to ensure that the man does not have access to firearms. They have a way to secure weapons, the source quoted from a welfare check report. The responding officer said he told the brother that the intention was to make sure his sibling did not hurt himself or others. He said the department helped facilitate a mental health evaluation if needed. That was on September 17th, 38 days later, the National Guard Reservists walked into a bowling alley and started shooting. And a 14-year-old boy playing with his father and contestants in a cornhole tournament for the deaf were among those killed. He then went to the bar and, and killed more, including the manager who tried to stop him. Tragic story, right? And, I mean, I don't know what you do and how far you can push it, but it sounds like they were trying to stop him. People were concerned. Uh, I bet they get that kind of call again. Well, it, Maybe <clears throat> to a further level. Well, it sounds like uh, CNN did uh, this investigation and that the brother and the father vouched that or uh, promised that they would secure the weapons and keep him away from any weapons. And lock, lock if that's the, yeah. if that's the, if that's the case, I mean, there's going to be some kind of accountability back to the brother and the father. Um, wow. I, I don't think so. I mean, that's the, a lot keeps an honest man honest period. If, uh, if they take those firearms away, then, you know, obviously he got access to firearms somewhere else. Yeah, he's a member of the national guard. I mean, but I thought he used a, a firearm that was, supposed to have been protected by his brother and father. I mean, important. I, I will check that. And, try, but they, they didn't say that, that was one of the guns used. They said they tried or they secured the weapons and didn't mm. go out and get a firearm somewhere else. Okay. Well, really important Tragic. piece of the story to find out, but Tragic. God, Tragic. what a nightmare. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. 
And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to the UK to uh, a really sad story and something I never even considered could, could happen. Um, a former NHL player by the name of Adam Johnson. So this guy played in the National Hockey League, um, and he was playing in a professional league in the UK on Saturday when he got into a freak accident. He, you know, there's checking in hockey. It's a very physical game, and a lot of times you knock guys off skates, and and those skates are really sharp, and feet, legs go flying up in the air, and and things can happen. And I can recall 
a number of injuries over the years that were very serious injuries caused by hockey skates, but not to this degree. This guy, Adam Johnson, was killed. He died on the ice. He was 29 years old. He was playing forward for the Nottingham Panthers of the elite ice hockey league, the EIHL. He had a mid-ice collision, so right at mid-ice uh, uh, in the second period of a game against the Sheffield Steelers. This is all according to the BBC. And uh, that collision caused the guy from the Sheffield Steelers to uh, to have his skates raised in the air as he fell down. And unfortunately, those skates, which are very, very sharp, slit the throat of uh, of Johnson. The team announced that he uh, that he had died the uh, the following morning. They uh, they all the players got on the ice. They built a circle around them so the the people in the arena and the cameras could not uh, could not see him as those players and the doctors that were there were all too aware of what was what was happening. Um, just a horrible tragedy. The uh, the club said, Adam, our number 47, was not only an outstanding ice hockey player, but also a great teammate and an incredible person with his whole life ahead of him. This club will dearly miss him and will never forget him. The officials stopped the game, and the Panthers said players had returned to their locker rooms. Roughly 8,000 people were in attendance at this uh, uh, at Sheffield's arena. They were all asked to leave the building due to a major medical emergency. Uh, the Panthers would also like to send out our thoughts and condolences to the Adams family, his partner, and all his friends at this extremely difficult time. Everyone at the club, including players, staff, management, and ownership, are heartbroken. Our thoughts are also with the fans and staff of both clubs, especially those who attended or were following the game, who will be devastated following uh, today's news. All of the games in that league were postponed on Sunday. Johnson grew up in Minnesota, so he was actually a uh, an American. Spent two seasons with the Pittsburgh Penguins from 2018 to 2020, and uh, the Penguins also joined the entire hockey world in mourning the loss of Adam Johnson, whose life tragically ended far too soon. It was our honor to watch him fulfill his dream of playing in the NHL. What a horrible ending for a guy that's just out there playing in playing the game he loves and went all the way over to the UK to play it and has this kind of a freak in, uh, uh, incident end in, uh, end in the loss of his life. It's crazy. Horrible. And, bizarre. You, you know, one of them freak accidents, you, I, I don't think I've ever heard of someone getting their neck sliced by a no. hockey skate like that. It's usually a goalie. It's usually goalies that get that get uh, that get cut by skates because there's a lot of activity in front of the net and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the most physical play happens there and guys get thrown to the ground and their legs get up in the air and so you've had a number of goalies over the years that have had serious injuries from it but no not uh, I believe he's the uh, the only person that I'm aware of anyway to to actually be killed that way. Hi, y'all. Kinky Crimes for Thursday. This is a short one, but it's just um, kind of bizarre. In Lake County, Florida, last year, a homeless woman was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct after dancing in a vulgar manner in front of a school bus full of children. The 
The arresting officer said she was also screaming profanities at the bus. And y'all, you know what she was doing? She was twerking in front of the bus full of kids. Oh, my and, God. And, and, and so I, I, I know this is not a really, really kinky crime, but that's what she got arrested for, shaking a booty and saying nasty words to the kids. And there's your kinky crime for Thursday. <laughs> twerking in front of a bus full of kids. Okay, well... Um, we're going to do the fake banjos again, and I've got a uh, a dumb criminal story for you that uh, that I think you'll like. You guys use the Waze app, right, when you travel? When you're driving Google car, Maps. Google Maps or Waze. Okay, but uh, this particular person was using Waze, and Waze can be a confusing app to use, especially when you try and input addresses into it while you're driving. If you're not careful, an attempt to input a California address can easily deliver you an address in Canada. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police say a driver took a wrong turn last month and ended up in the border crossing lineup at the Rainbow Bridge Crossing in Niagara Falls. Since the driver had no passport, he was referred to a secondary examination. During the second exam, Mounties found 400 pounds of cannabis, along with more than $602,000 in U.S. currency in the vehicle. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said the cannabis and currency was separated into boxes and vacuum-packed bundles consistent with those commonly used by drug dealers or money launderers. They described the find as, quote, Highly suspicious evidence. The driver, 60-year-old California resident, Andrew Lee Toppenberg, faces multiple charges, including importing cannabis and possession of proceeds of property over $5,000, knowing that all or part of the proceeds of property was obtained by a crime in the United States of America. Only a crime in Canada could require that much explanation. He was remanded into custody pending a bail hearing. You're headed back, presumably, to California. You're driving through upstate New York. I don't know where you're coming from, but you go to Waze and you input the address and CA could be California, CA could be Canada, (laughs) and moments later, 400 pounds of pot and $602,000 is found, and you are effed, and if anybody ever deserved banjos, it is that incompetent mule. Yeah. So there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Any final thoughts? Well, I promised a, I'm sorry. I I promised a poetic justice. We will do that for Friday's episode. Perfect. And thank everybody for listening and liking and sharing. We love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all are the best fans in the world. All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For real life, real crime daily. Peace. Peace. Aglets.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.